You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with your guy, Bully Rye and PJ Steven. That's right, everybody. It's the, I, I, I've said it a couple times, penultimate episode. It is part one of the season four finale for the wrestling shows here at Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and we've got a special guest. If you've been paying attention during the football shows this season, I was running a contest over on ESPN.com. Uh, you can go up against me in the, the Pick'em Challenges, both pro and college, and I was beaten by a previous guest on this show, and he is going to join us here in the opening bell before we get into some Royal Rumble 2023 talk later in the show. So without further ado, I'd lo- like to welcome back Volley Polly. Uh, Polly, how's it going, bud? Nice to have you back on the show. You know what, uh, Bully Rod, third time's a charm. Three years for the three uh, penultimate episodes. Glad to be yeah. back. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, you also want a free T-shirt. I do have some graphics up. Um, I've got to get some some. Uh, I got to get some some details worked out there. So you will be receiving a T-shirt as well. Um, it's, this is going to be a wrestling show, uh, but considering that that Polly got to be on the show as a result of a football contest. I wanted to uh, I wanted to start off the show with a little bit of football talk, so uh, so bear with me if you're here to talk wrestling, uh, Polly. I've given you a lot of grief because uh, again, as your uh, your nickname affectionately states, Volley Polly, you are a Tennessee Volunteers fan, and uh, and my Gamecocks beat y'all down this year in what might be the uh, the biggest win. Uh, I think, in my opinion, it is the biggest win in the Shane Beamer era at South Carolina. Um, obviously it could have been a fluke night. They happen. I mean, the week before we got shut out, not shut out, but all but shut out by Florida. Uh, so Polly, my question to you is how do you think Tennessee, uh, how would you rank their like sort of finish this season? And considering that your Heisman candidate quarterback will not be back next year, what do you see for the 2023, 24 season of Tennessee football? Uh, honestly, I think we might take a step back. I know that uh, the incoming freshman, I think Nico Ima, whatever the hell his last name is, <laughs> uh, I know he, everyone has a lot of hype with him, but they had a lot of hype with Josh Dobbs. And Josh Dobbs is currently on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, don't know if he's going to stay there. Uh, going to come back to college. Sorry for that foray into the NFL, but uh, – and also, don't forget uh, our star wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, who had that monster game against Alabama. He's not coming back either. So I like uh, the, 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 oh gosh, I came, Heupel's uh, scheme. But I don't think Tennessee, um, I don't think that they get quite uh, 10 wins like they did this past year. Um. So let me ask you a question. The, uh, the quarterback that came in in relief, and forgive me because I can't say your starting quarterback's name, um, Hendon Hooker. Uh, was it the, yeah. the quarterback that came in in replace of him? It wasn't Joe Milton the third, was it? It was. So I'm seeing he's a redshirt senior, but is he is he going to come back and play for you guys due to the COVID year, or is he done? I believe, um, you know, as a Tennessee fan, I'm not as well-versed as I should be because I'm not that uh, – I think he's coming back. Um, I know he he has a monster arm. He's proven that time and time again. But having a monster arm doesn't work well if you're overthrowing your wide receivers by 10 yards like he did uh, 
early last year against Pittsburgh, and that's kind of why he was benched in uh, favor of Hendon Hooker. But, you know, when Hooker went down, uh, Milton, he, you know, he stepped up, handed his ball off a little bit more. And, uh, you know, Tennessee had a pretty good season, albeit that lost to your South Carolina Gamecocks. Yeah, uh, listen, I thought Milton had a cannon, but like you said, if he's if he's inaccurate, I mean, you could you can have a cannon, you can have a rifle, whatever you want to call it. If you're inaccurate and you're you're going to miss your receivers, it's not going to bode well. Um, listen, if you want my opinion, I thought Tennessee was going to take a step back this year, and it didn't happen. Uh, I think, unfortunately, for the rest of the SEC East, you still got Georgia at the top of the division, right? Yep. Um, you're looking at obviously Tennessee being at number two this year. Um, and I'm not trying to be a homer here, but South Carolina's making the right moves uh to to vie for that number three spot in the conference, especially like I don't want to say they passed up Kentucky after one win in like eight years. Um, but I don't see Florida coming back to the way they were this year. I mean, Florida, Florida, what a season they had. I mean, they start off knocking off a Utah team who kept Southern Cal out of the college football playoff. Um, and then, you know, what does Florida do, but, but drop, you know, drop the ball literally, literally and figuratively throughout the, uh, the rest of the, the season. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, outside of Georgia, I think you got Tennessee right there and South Carolina right there that are going to be the closest to vie for the division. But, you know, we're a, another year away from Texas, uh, not, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. Uh, any predictions on what they're going to do with scheduling? The rumors are they're going to drop divisions altogether, and the top two teams in the conference at the end of the season will play for the SEC championship game. Uh, any any theories or any thoughts on on what can happen from a, a standing standpoint uh, in the future of the SEC championship game after the addition of Texas and Oklahoma? You know what? I have not heard about the top two teams. I think that's what the currently the Big 12 does because Kansas State and uh, the, the, the TCU had that. Um, I've heard that they were going to go to pods, like four teams in each pods. Uh, not entirely sure how that's going to work or how they're going to have to, you know, they might have to shift geographically because I uh, like having Missouri in the east currently and Texas a in the west. Geographic-wise, to me, that doesn't make much sense. Uh, but I guess, you know, having – if you, they'd move like Auburn or Alabama or however, you know, the, the uh, east-west line uh, runs through the, I guess, the uh, geographical location of all the colleges, it would kind of, it might mess up some of the uh, rivalries. Um, like uh, like Auburn and Georgia, I think that's uh, Deep South's oldest rivalry right there. So that could uh, potentially mess up the scheduling with that. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see because because again, I like you. I'd heard the pod format. I'd heard the the permanent opponent, sort of similar to what the ACC is going to, where one team has three permanent opponents and then and then sort of rotates the rest. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of rivalries within the SEC. I'm talking Alabama, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee. Then you've got Georgia, Auburn, Georgia, Florida. Uh, Georgia, South Carolina, if you want to call it that. You've got Tennessee, Florida. I mean, the list can go on and on. Um, but at the end of the day, there's I think there's only one program, one university that they're going to try to make happy. And it's basically going to be whatever Alabama wants, Alabama's going to get um, uh, for, for, you know, for better, for, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, well, Bully, don't tell the Georgia fans that because they are still riding it. They're still riding that high for that national championship. They're calling themselves a dynasty now, or at least on all those Facebook groups. 
listen, they're one championship away from being a true dynasty, in my opinion. I mean, in all honesty, like, the way that they beat up on TCU, first of all, TCU caught Michigan on a bad day. And the best, two, the best two teams didn't play for the national championship. Uh, so the fact that they beat up on TCU like they did, they had chicken wings delivered onto the field and got to eat on the sidelines. Like, it was just – it was a sight to see. I mean, the biggest, the biggest win – in a bowl game in college football history, much less the national championship. I mean, you know, obviously you're going to lose Stetson Bennett for Georgia. There's going to be some other guys that are going to declare. Um, but Kirby Smart is building something special in Georgia. Um, having said that, the powers that be are always – I mean, there's a reason why the, the SEC meetings are, are in Alabama. There's a reason why the SEC baseball tournament is held in the state of Alabama, um, you know, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So – uh, I digress. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, thanks for all the wrestling fans who suffered through the football talk. Uh, we do have a football show coming tomorrow, if you can believe that. Uh, Banker Bill and I are going to be talking some NFC and AFC championship uh, and previewing the Pro Bowl game. So that'll be fun to talk about. But before we let Volley Polly go, um, we are going to be talking Royal Rumble later in this show. Uh, but off the air, Volley, uh, you you mentioned that you had a sort of an idea. Uh, I wouldn't call it piggybacking off what PJ and I did for our fantasy WrestleMania lineups, but you had sort of an idea you wanted to share about uh, maybe maybe a Royal Rumble thing that we can do uh, potentially next year. So uh, why don't you drop it on me because I have no idea what's coming here. Okay, uh, so like I said, I don't know if I'm allowed to share the name of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, um, go but, ahead. Get your okay, plugs so, in, dude. Okay, um, I'm not getting paid by these guys, obviously, but uh, – uh, Nick and Adam uh, cheering from the cheap seats. What they did this past Royal Rumble, they had it where you can like have like a lottery where you can, like pick numbers and wh wh whoever entered at that number, if they won the Royal Rumble, you'd get, you know, everyone would throw some money in and you'd get the money uh, at the pot at the end. Uh, they did that for uh, $10 for the men and $5 for the women. Um, I don't know if that's something that you and PJ might think about doing in the future um so what's what's interesting is that we're actually in that that wrestling facebook group uh called suplex city and we do a royal rumble pool every year in that in that group um and it normally gets some some decent traction uh considering that the podcast is still in based in south carolina and that that uh that gambling is still technically illegal here um mm. it's not something that i could maybe say publicly but it's definitely something that, that I may I may decide to do for uh, for the podcast next year to, to garner some more some more attention. But yeah, Royal Rumble pools have always been fun, um, especially if you're the one that draws the uh, the winner. And this year, if you drew one or you drew thirty, uh, you, somehow the the opposite ends of the spectrum are the ones that won the won the Royal Rumbles. Uh, spoiler alert uh, for for later in the show. Um, but yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a decent idea. Um, no, the funny like thing a, about that uh, was, oh, I'm sorry, boy, I didn't interrupt you. Uh, no, go ahead. Funny thing about that, funny thing about that was, uh, my son came a little bit early. For everyone that doesn't know, uh, my son was supposed to be due the fifth of February. Decided to come a couple weeks early. Didn't get to be at the. Uh, so Adam and Nick, they had invited everyone over to their like uh, kind of like a drive-in movie thing, where they were going to stream the Rumble. Um, I wasn't there in person, but they said, you know, if you want to cash up us some money, we'll you know, we'll give you your picks. Well, I guess once everyone else gets their picks, you'll have what's left over. I actually did have number one, 
but I had Gunther instead. Oh, not the women's Ripley. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, so, yeah, the men, uh, I had Gunther, Elias, Damian Priest, and Austin Theory. Uh, I, I know how Gunther did because he was there with Cody. Um, I, I'm sure you watched the Rumble. Or oh, absolutely. The, okay. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we, yeah we'll, be, we'll be talking about it next up here on the show. Okay. And then for the women, I had Emma, Tegan Knox, Raquel Rodriguez, which actually caught some of the – I actually woke up from, you know, feeding the baby and all that. I caught uh, the women's rumble. And Raquel Rodriguez, she did uh, – she looked pretty impressive. Uh, Mia Yim and Andy Hartwell. So I was like, well, I don't think I mean, there, any of them are going to win. But it's uh, – you know, they, they had a pretty decent showing at least. Rodriguez wouldn't have been a bad pick to have considering that they've they've been known to throw surprises at us especially with the women's rumble. Uh, one last thing before we let you go, Polly, we're up against it here. Uh, there is, well, technically there's two matches already made for the Royal rumble um, or, or I'm sorry for WrestleMania, uh, you know, silly me. Um, one of them, I'm going to go ahead and let you pick because we're going to be, we're going to be talking uh, previewing WrestleMania on part two of the season four finale uh, with, with your guy and, and PJ Steven. Uh, the one match, the one main event that is set is the winner of the 2023 Royal rumble. Cody Rhodes, spoiler alert, because we haven't got there in the, in the show yet, taking on the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Uh, Volley, is this the time that someone finally takes the title off Roman Reigns, or does he continue to extend this record-breaking streak here at WrestleMania 2023? I actually caught a little bit of Raw last night. I uh, saw Cody's opening segment, how heartfelt it was. Great promo. It, yeah, it'd be hard to bet against that. Um, I did catch the replay of the Rumble. Uh, I saw that, you know, Sammy pretty much turned on the bloodline and got beat down even worse than Kevin Owens did. Spoiler alert. Yeah, you're getting um, way ahead of it, man. You you sorry. killing the show. I'm kidding, Paul. You're good. You're good. Uh you know what? I, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know if uh Sammy tries to get his revenge and pick his time uh, near WrestleMania to help Cody win. Um, you know, I can't pick the match. I just think uh, there may be some outside interference, but I think it'll be a very good match. Oh, I hear you, man. Well, listen, uh, we're going we to take our first break and get into, uh, get into Break It Down, where we are going to uh, break down the 2023 Royal Rumble with PJ Steven and a guest that we had on previewing the Royal Rumble, Michael Davis will be with us breaking down the Royal Rumble 2023 as well. But before we go, Polly, I wanted to take one, one more second to thank you again for listening to the show. Thank you for participating in the contest. Congratulations for winning it. And thanks for being on the show again, man. It's been fun. Well, actually, Ryan, I do want to say, I'm sorry, Bully. Well, I do want to say thank you for winning my NFL uh, fantasy football this year that I hosted on ESPN where I was in last place and you, uh, you you whooped everyone's ass this year, my league. So I want to congratulate you for that. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, that was that was fun. I was in two championship games, and I went one of two, and that was uh, that was your league. So I'm a champion in my own mind, and a champion on paper in your league. Volley, Polly, thanks again for being here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, break it down, break it down. The Royal Rumble 2023. Michael Davis and PJ Steven and your guy Bully Rye. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, 
Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's wrestling episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the opening bell. Thanks again to Volley Polly for joining us. And congratulations to winning the uh, college football pick'em earlier this season on the show. But we're getting into Royal Rumble 2023 talk. And without further ado, let's bring welcome back co-host of the wrestling shows, PJ Steven. PJ, how are you doing today, bud? I'm fantastic. I've had three shots of sake and two shower beers. I am ready to talk about this pay-per-view. Excuse let's- me. I'm ready to talk about this premium live event. As a, as I wouldn't call myself a sake connoisseur, but what flavor sake did you drink tonight? Uh, it is white peach. I got it from Disney World, and Ooh. it was delicious. It tastes like a Snapple. It's dangerous. Oh, the only time I've ever drank uh, sake is like at a hibachi restaurant. So to have it taking home, that's that that sounds amazing. Um, well, once again, welcome back to the show, PJ. As as always, uh, joining us again. I believe it's the second time in at least the last three weeks. Uh, host of Out of Pocket with Michael Davis and Drop the Mic podcast. Michael Davis is here to break down Royal Rumble 2023. Michael, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing pretty good. It doesn't sound like I'm doing as well as PJ with all the drinks he's consumed, but I did have a nice dinner with my grandmother and some chocolate molten lava cake. So my, my belly's pretty full, but I'm I'm excited to talk about this Royal Rumble and what an event. Wow. Yeah, that's uh that's very wholesome content for a non-wholesome show that PJ <laughs> Steven and I like to put on. Um without further ado, let's get right into break it down, shall we? The Royal Rumble in 2023 took place Saturday, January 28th, from the Alamo Dome, I believe in San Antonio, Texas. And we start the show by the first surprise of the night that caught everybody off uh, by caught everybody off guard. Words are hard. Uh, Pat McAfee joined the announce desk. Um, I'll, I'll open up PJ. PJ, were you happy to see Pat McAfee back on this show? I was happy, but I was more happy because I knew you were going to be happy because you're such a mark for him. It's amazing. I'm so, a huge Pat McAfee mark. You're absolutely right. Well, when he came out, I was like, "Oh man, I bet Frick's happy." So it was good to it was good to see him. I do like him uh, now that I know who he is. Like at the time, I didn't know because he was a commentator on ESPN, right? Uh, well, so he was a he was a punter in the NFL. He was a punter for um, the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning. Uh, would after his NFL career was over, he kind of did some stand up. Uh, he's got his own podcast. And okay, so yeah, I, I I thought he was just some dude in the US. I didn't even know he was an actual football player. Um, but uh, do punters count as football play? Never mind. Um, but <laughs> whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> punters are people too. All punters matter. Um, but no, he was. That's that's really cool. I was happy to see him back, and um, honestly, he added a lot of character to the Rumble. Uh, and his commentary is always super fun. So I dig yeah. it. Michael, you a fan of Pat McAfee? 
Oh, I love Pat McAfee. I was watching the Royal Rumble with a few friends. They're not big wrestling fans. And I was like, man, I hope this Royal Rumble is exciting. There's some returns. And you start the night off with Pat McAfee return to commentary, which Michael Cole didn't even know about. Yeah. It, it just it set the stage for what could have been a great night. Yeah, it's uh, it's super exciting to see. The, the unfortunate part is, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, um, the next night on Monday or two nights later on Monday Night Raw, Rick Boogs would make his reappearance as a, as a, a, a member of the Raw roster. Um, unless they bring Shinsuke Nakamura back to Raw, uh, obviously that's that's pretty much a divide between him and Nakamura. And the the joys of, of Pat McAfee jumping on the table and dancing as, as Rick Boogs played the guitar for Nakamura's theme is, is possibly long gone. So that's the only disappointing part about it. Uh, but as, I, I digress. Pat McAfee being back is, is great for the energy at the commentary booth. But we're going to start off the Royal Rumble with the Men's Royal Rumble. I think this might be the first time they've ever opened up the show with the Men's Royal Rumble. 30 men over the top rope. Both feet have to touch the floor to declare a winner. I'm going to read you guys my notes. Um, First and foremost, it was about as predictable as a winner as we've ever had. I, I think, Michael, I think I was on your show and predicted the winner of this Royal Rumble. I know I was on the uh, the the rundown with Desmond Johnson, and and we I think we both predicted this winner. So it was, it's as predictable of a winner as we've ever seen in Rumble history. Uh, some highlights. Uh, Gunther uh, is probably a highlight of him in and of himself. Uh, he got a face-off with Brock Lesnar. Um, essentially, the duration of the Rumble. Uh, Booker T making his appearance in Texas. Uh, you finally get Edge coming back to set up the Edge and Beth Phoenix against somebody in Rhea somewhere down the line as he eliminates two of the three members of the Judgment Day. Um, things I'd like to forget about the Men's Royal Rumble, Logan Paul being there oh. at all, eliminating Seth Rollins, being in the Final Four, you name it, Logan Paul is probably the most forgettable part about this Royal Rumble. Obviously, Rey Mysterio, his music hit, um storyline uh, well not storyline he was i guess injured on friday on smackdown but storyline uh essentially dominic attacked him backstage and so we didn't get a 30th man in the royal rumble um i believe kofi missed another spot to prevent himself from el- being eliminated um and neither one of the street profits angelo dawkins or montez ford really got a whole lot of time in the royal rumble i gave it two stars uh michael let's start with you how'd you feel about the royal rumble as a whole Anything stand out to you in particular about this opening men's Royal Rumble? I thought the men's Royal Rumble, and people have disagreed with me on this when I've talked with my buddies, I thought it was really lackluster. And especially in my stance where I'm trying to sit with some friends, being like, hey, here's a good introduction to wrestling. Royal Rumble is usually exciting. There's a lot of returns. Well, it was really like lackluster. Okay, you couldn't get the rock. The Rock would have been the biggest pop. But I've said for three weeks, you don't announce Cody Rhodes returning. And Ryan, the worst thing you can do for a Royal Rumble is make it predictable. And when you announce Cody Rhodes returning, A, that's predictable. You don't get that Cody return pop. And B, once he's the 30th entrant and you're looking at everybody else, you're like, okay, the the best we had – at winning was Sami Zayn. He didn't even enter the Rumble. The Rock's not here. Of course it's going to be Cody. So they really missed the boat when it came to a very predictable Royal Rumble. 
Not many returns that mattered. Booker T did a spin Rooney, which was fine. Logan Paul at 29 was awful, but give it give it to Gunther. Um, be in the longest in a Royal Rumble in history at like 71 minutes. I mean, this is a guy who's completely transformed not only his career, but his body. I was looking at pictures of him over the years and he has genuinely taken a hold and the future is really bright it was a good like not a passing of the torch moment but it was a good hey we appreciate all the work you've put in this year and the future is really bright for him and really the only royal rumble thing that happened and advanced was the judgment day storyline i love dominic carrying out ray mysterio's mask right after mysterio didn't come out and then Lashley Lesnar, which we've gotten already, and I'm not really excited about. So it was a really lackluster Royal Rumble, and honestly, kind of uh, got outshined by the women, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, I think PJ, Steven, and I can can both genuinely agree with that. PJ, uh, you got anything to add? Uh, I, I know you had some pretty strong feelings about how. Yeah, I thought it was awful. I hated it. Um. I don't understand how you have Rick Boog's debut a couple days later on Raw, but why wouldn't you just let him come out and 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 have a spot in the Rumble for a pop, and you get your Pat McAfee spot? Oh yeah. Why why have Booker T come out? What? No, I was gonna say yeah. No, I was I was completely agreeing with you. It makes no sense why you would waste a debut two days after and, the Rumble when you could have him bring come back. Yeah. Yeah. You have Booker T come out, do some, do two terrible slow kicks, a pitiful spinneroonie, and they get tossed out. I, th- I I just hate wasted, I hate wasted spots like that. I thought it was awful. Um, Dominic struggling to rip Rey Mysterio's mask was so cringe. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I hated it. I thought it was, I thought it was awful. And Cody winning, we knew that was going to happen. Gunther did have a great showing in this. Uh, um match i also loved love 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 the lashley lesnar spot great stuff there um yeah not great yeah i mean again to both of your points there's there were moments in this royal rumble that will set up for uh wrestlemania season pj you and i are going to get to that towards uh in in the main event of the show um but yeah some some storylines to develop going into WrestleMania season. Cody Rhodes wins the men's Royal Rumble here in 2023. Um, we're not going to get another Royal Rumble next. We're going to get a couple of singles matches, starting with the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Um, we didn't really know what to expect coming into this match. We never heard of a pitch black match. Um, there were rumors ahead of time that we were maybe going to see some stuff that had to do with black lights. Uh, we didn't really know what that meant. Um, PJ, I, you and I talked off air, and I'm, I'm a, let's start with you. You and I talked off air that you were not a fan of this match, and I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, how'd you feel about this match between LA Knight and Bray Wyatt in the pitch black, uh, the pitch black match here at Rumble 23? It it went five minutes and five seconds, and it went four minutes too long. I hated it. Um, I loved what they were trying to do. But it should I mean, why not just have a regular match between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight? Why the Gaga? Why the why the Mountain Dew match? 
<laughs> what you know? Yeah, Didn't yeah. Love it. I mean, listen, I WWE is is pretty well known for trying to be innovative, right? I mean, you had that uh, the 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 challenge match or whatever that was on NXT a while ago that you and I talked about on the show, PJ. Um, WWE is, tries to be innovative and, and come up with some new concepts. Um, I think this match was visual, visually very appealing. Um, I love Bray Wyatt's look, both with the entrance and when the black lights come on. Um, despite all the gratuitous Mountain Dew logos, to your point, PJ, I love the, the, the visual behind everything. It looked really cool. Um, <laughs> Pat McAfee made a joke like, I'm glad I washed my pants before this. Um, it was it was pretty pretty funny, like the uh the innuendo there um and then uh graves even asks what the hell is all this stuff on the announce table that's the one thing that didn't make sense it was like neon trash was all over the announce table just for the just for the appearance um i thought it was popcorn at first uh, that that would have been fun yeah again it was a short match but there was gaga afterwards i didn't think the action in the match was bad um i i you know it's it's it served its purpose and then obviously after the match uh, Bray Wyatt puts on a mask that that we don't get to catch, and so now we get a different look on his face. Um, he's eating kendo sticks from from LA Knight that, uh, to me, is reminiscent of, of someone like Mankind, especially with his new mask and uh, you know in the, the the ring gear. Uh, Bray Wyatt looks to me more like a Mankind character than than, a, than an Undertaker character. And then you get Uncle Howdy making an appearance and flies through the air off a stage through a through another stage onto LA Knight doesn't actually hit LA Knight, and LA Knight will actually roll into the hole that was put in the stage. Um, if you paid close enough attention, you would have seen where it, it just visually didn't look well, but camera tricks will, will make it look better. Michael, how did you feel about this pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight? Well, there's always a spectrum, and this happens with Bray Wyatt, is there's going to be attempts by Bray Wyatt where – he tries something new, something you've never seen before. And that's what we got going into this Mountain Dew pitch black match. We're like, okay, we haven't seen this before. We don't know what to expect. And Bray Wyatt is not afraid to transcend and try something new, whether it hits or whether it flops. And usually there's a divide, right? People like it or people don't. That's why I'm seeing between you and PJ right now, Ryan. And Ryan, I got a side with you. I I'm a big Bray Wyatt fan. I appreciate how he just puts on something. And honestly, five minutes was perfect. I mean, Bray Wyatt is not in the shape or ring condition to go 20 minutes. And if this was a normal match, I'm pretty sure the fans are like, eh, we waited four months to watch Bray Wyatt return to the ring, and this is what we got. A, a normal wrestling match was not going to work. What we needed was character development, and I felt like we got character development in this match. Bray Wyatt, once the lights went out and using the black lights on his face, oh my gosh, that just that sight is just going to be remembered for a long time. And then he adds another layer with the mask. And then he even goes up, and Uncle Howdy's there, but the Firefly Funhouse characters are there. Oh, and yeah. I think... I think that's the biggest story is we haven't seen these guys since he debuted at Extreme Rules, and there were rumors, is this a stable, is this a group? And this past Royal Rumble, it felt like they were continuing that story of like, okay, 
We're going in this direction of using the Firefly Funhouse characters. Bray Wyatt is leading this group, or is it Uncle Howdy? Who's the real leader? Who is in control? It It's just all plain. And what you accomplished was something different. You accomplished a moment, a memory, and you accomplished development in the character and the storyline. I think WWE and Bray Wyatt hit it out of the park. Yeah, you hear that, PJ? He sided with me. You can suck it. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> two I words for you. I, yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I gotta disagree. I think that the he could have gone five minutes in just a regular match, and it would have been just fine. That being said, the black light on the face was fucking sweet. No argument there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he still could have gone five minutes with a regular match instead of five minutes of a Gaga match. Or, dude, have him fucking, excuse me, have him just squash L.A. Knight. Yeah. Like, I mean, I... If, you're, if you're worried about his ring skill and you're building him up as this monster, I mean, squash squash the guy. Yeah. That's, char- that's character development. You hide the ring rust and you leave out the Gaga. Former guest of the show, Dingo, actually made a good point, or or maybe it was maybe it was Morgan, um, made a good point that uh, you should use a gimmick match to end a feud, and he's kind of skeptical whether or not this is the end of La Knight versus Bray Wyatt, um, and if and if it's not, then then maybe this could have waited. Um, all good points being made, but we're gonna we're gonna move on uh, due to time constraints here. The next match on the card, the Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss challenging Bianca Belair. I wrote two notes. Um, Bliss looked really strong in this match. They did everything they could to make her um, to look good. Bianca, Credit to Bianca for doing a good job selling. At one point, I think Alexa had her in a sleeper hold in the corner. Um, again, predictable finish. Um, Bliss made it interesting. I gave this match three stars. PJ, let's start with you. How would you feel about this match between Bianca and Alexa Bliss? Uh, I actually did enjoy it. Fun stuff. Um, and it went a perfect amount of time, too, which I think was really sweet. Yeah, good match. Yeah, you get some more Gaga again uh, with Bliss and Uncle Howdy. The whole, do you feel like you're in control after Bliss loses the match? Michael, how'd you feel about this match for the Raw Women's Championship? First of all, PJ, that's kind of hypocritical. You being okay with this Gaga and not being okay with the Bray Wyatt Gaga. Come on, man! No, 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 no! Because the Gaga happened at the end of the match. This whole the whole match wasn't Gaga. It was a wrestling match. Ah, well, Bray Bray White and LA Knight. That whole match was Gaga, including the end. Here in Bianca and Bliss, you didn't have Gaga to the bell ring. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those are those are the facts. You didn't have any Gaga until the bell rang, and then there was the aftermath with the Alexa Bliss kind of shit. Which, and the, you know, I didn't mind. That was that was okay. It wasn't too much. Um, and but by, by the way, on full disclosure, you're talking to the, also the guy who enjoyed uh, the Undertaker sacrificing Stephanie and Stokehold. So I'm there for the Gaga right. when, it's, when it's needed. The whole uh, match did not need the Gaga of a pitch black Mountain Dew soda drink match. I still think they missed the boat, not having the, the Mountain Dew uh, bath at the end of the match. A uh, total oh, yeah. wasted opportunity. Um, you definitely wanted that. But yeah, I mean, did the right person win here, Michael? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you, we thought we were, we were anticipating, especially with the, with the Royal Rumble winner, we thought we were going to be anticipating 
something with Bianca, but uh, you know, did the right person win this match knowing what we know a few days removed from the rumble now? Yeah, I felt like Bianca was the right choice. I don't see her being stripped. Once you turn the corner and you have somebody like Bianca Belair who can be the face of your women's division as champion, she's going to remain champion into WrestleMania. So it wasn't a waste there. I honestly feel like this match could have been off of pay-per-view. And I really feel like this was just a Raw match. And if it if it was on Monday Night Raw, it probably gets 20 minutes rather than seven. But, I mean, this, this, this was okay to me. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just, eh, we'll forget about it in two years. I mean, in fairness, every match was really filler for the Rumble, for both Rumbles for that matter. And then what we get in the main event that we're going to get to here in a second. But you're not going to give one-on-one matches a whole lot of time on this pay-per-view considering the investment and time that you're going to make with the Royal Rumble. And then again, what we would see with Roman and KO. Um, speaking of which, uh, we're now to the, the penultimate match on, match on the card, which would be the women's Royal Rumble. 30 women over the top rope. Feet have to hit the floor for an elimination. Um I've been saying it all along that I thought Rhea Ripley was going to win the Royal Rumble, and I got a little nervous when she came out at number one. Um, I started this off with the men's Rumble. Uh, Michael, let's start with you. How would you feel about the women's Rumble? Anything stand out to you? Anything uh, you feel like they they missed opportunities with? How would you feel about the women's Rumble here? Yeah, I, I mentioned this at the beginning. I feel like this was the stronger Royal Rumble of the two, which I – haven't said the last few years uh Rhea Ripley being at one was very interesting but I feel like there's a redemption going on I mentioned that this week on the podcast is like Rhea Ripley when she went to the main roster she you know she was NXT champion she lost at Wrestlemania the COVID mania against Charlotte which a lot of people loved I didn't necessarily love that match uh but she's improved so much and now they're on a track to redeem her as a heel, which is a very unique aspect. Uh, the surprises were interesting, to say the least. Roxanne Perez, I'm sure they're trying to hype up Vengeance Day in Charlotte this weekend. Uh, since Mandy Rose is not there, they're trying to get Roxanne Perez exposed to the main roster. Hey, she's going to be defending her title in Charlotte. You should buy tickets. They're super cheap right now. Uh, Zoe Stark, the big gripe i have though are two of the three surprises um michelle mccool i'm fine with she was almost in for 15 minutes but chelsea green comes in first of all matt cardona zachary wavery calls himself now didn't show up in the men's rumble so chelsea green was actually a surprise but five seconds kind of disrespectful uh to have her come be eliminated in five seconds and then nia jacks you could not have picked a worse number 30 than Nia Jax. Why knowing that the fans despise her, and most of your locker room does too, if I recall correctly, why are you bringing Nia Jax out as number 30? Uh, I I do not like her being associated with WWE right now. I am anti-Nia Jax. But hey, we did get Zelina Vega dressed as a street fighter so hey at the end of the day it's not a bad rumble and piper niven is no longer do drop so 
overall good rumble helped the Becky Lynch and damage control storyline. Like there were a lot of intricate details in this rumble to where it's like, Oh, I, I can see several things stemming from this. Does Raquel Rodriguez end up figuring out a way to challenge Bianca Belair at WrestleMania for the raw women's style there? The storytelling was really good, but definitely would not have had Nia Jackson here. Yeah, you mentioned Zelina Vega looking like a whole snack in that Street Fighter getup. Um, she actually had a showdown with uh, uh, who was it? I, I can't remember the, the girl's name, but she she comes out like Raiden with her swords and stuff. Um, and Zaylee, Zaylee, that's it. And then Pat McAfee's on commentary doing the how do you can and all the uh, Street Fighter noises. It was hysterical. Uh, PJ, I know you enjoyed, like Michael, you enjoyed this Royal Rumble better than the men's. Uh, what do you have to add? Again, you know, do you share the sentiment? Nia Jax didn't have any business here. Was there anything that stood out to you about this Rumble? I thought it was just almost perfect. It was a great match. It was a terrific Royal Rumble. Um, I don't mind Chelsea. Usually I, usually I do gripe about... Yeah you wasted spots, but I will not gripe about the Chelsea green one because supposedly, and if it leads to nothing, then it'll be for nothing. But supposedly uh, her character, her current character is going to be kind of like a Karen character. Nice. So her being eliminated in five seconds, is just going to add to that character development. Now, if it goes nowhere, then, you know, I'll, I'm wrong, but that's the only reason that I can. Well, it had been rumored for weeks that she was under contract and the same old song and dance we've always heard about. They didn't have any plans for. Right. So that's my thing. If this leads to something, then I get it. Her being eliminated in in five seconds, whatever. Um, I didn't really have a problem with Nia Jax being number 30. I know other people, I know I can, I know other people would, and they have good reason to be. Um, yeah, I didn't. That didn't really bother me. I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, apparently, apparently, it was a one-off. Um, I'm not sure if she actually has a contract with WWE right now or not. From what I understand, um, she doesn't. Um, but God, every single woman had a fantastic showing in that match. Oscar shows up with with new music and a new look. Well, it wasn't her new look. That it was, was an old look. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that look, was yeah. that was back from when when she was working startup, which is so. Oh, so happy to see that. Um, that and that's the difference, guys, in the men's and the women's. Every single woman that came out had a chance to win. Every what, single woman. What is show? Hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, but in the men's rumble, you could pick and choose. That's that person's not going to win. That person's not going to win. That person's not going to win. But with the women's, arguably, every single one of those women had a shot. Yeah, and not to mention it showed how diverse the women's roster is in WWE because there's they've got plenty of women to where you didn't need a whole lot of legends. Michelle McCool uh, coming from coming from the 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 outside when she's with her daughters uh, was a unique spot, but you didn't need a whole lot of that. Um, we're we're running short on time here. We got about eight more minutes, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through my notes quick. Um, Natalia got a lot of caught a lot of crap on social media for the way that she looked in her return. And I thought she looked fine. I loved the, the old uh, Anvil look. She's what she was going for. Uh, I thought Tamina was looking like she was in the best shape of her, you know, career for at least in quite some time in this match. Uh, Michael mentioned it. Dewdrop is no more. 
it is back to Piper Niven, which is probably one of the best things that they could ever happen to her in her WWE career. Um, again, uh, Vega, uh, Zelina Vega got eliminated hard. They butchered Nia's return. They didn't get the 10 second countdown uh, before they hit Nia's music. And then she comes to the ring, uh, has a profane tirade before she's jumped by the entire, the entire ring. Um, again, I had predicted Rhea Ripley prior to the Rumble coming out at number one. It made me nervous, but I digress. I still predicted it. It's, it was to me, if I can predict it, it's still um, predict, you know, if, if I can predict it, then anyone can predict it. Um, and thus it becomes predictable. And Rhea Ripley wins the 2023 Royal Rumble. Unfortunately, we were all expecting at least the, the rumors and innuendo all showed uh, pointed towards Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, and she comes out on Monday Night Raw and challenges Charlotte, um, and, and we're going we're gonna to see that run back, and we're going to see that long-term storytelling hopefully pay off at the Rumble. Um, I gave this three and a half stars. PJ, you mentioned it. It was a great match. Um, a lot of really fun spots. Now, there was one spot where uh, it looked like Dana, Dana Brooke was about to try to kill Rhea Ripley, but I digress. Um, it, it served a purpose as a, as a Royal Rumble and it gets Rhea one step closer to getting that women's championship back. Um, after this match, we get a musical performance by Hardy. Um, I understand he his his song was the theme for the Royal Rumble, but um, wasn't my cup of tea, especially considering the prep time that it took to pull down the ring, the ring ropes and the turnbuckles, and then to reset everything for the main event. And I hate that we're going to have to cut the main event talk short. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE universal championship. Um, I'm going to go through my notes really quick. KO pulling out all the stops to put on a show. Very good match. Um, you know, you, you knew there was going to be some Gaga involved. There's a lot of, a lot of arrows pointing at, at a potential blow up between Sami Zayn and the bloodline. Um, God, there was a stair spot that I know y'all know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. where uh, he whips, uh, he being Roman Reigns whips Kevin Owens to the stairs and the stairs are pointed and and ed there's edges there it just it looked really ugly to the point where like even Corey graves is like please don't show that again i don't need to see that that's disgusting um yeah that was that was rough uh pj i'm, I'm gonna let you start us off here obviously we're gonna see Ro- roman reigns get the win here um but that's not the end of the story and that's not the most important part of the story um we get some uh Pretty important storytelling here after the match. Uh, PJ, why don't, you, why don't you fill us in on exactly what happened and how you feel about the way that it happened and if you would have changed anything. Uh, first of all, I want to say that, that uh, the guy, Hardy, who performed that song was almost like terrible as the uh, moonsault botch that happened with Kevin Owens. Poor bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah, okay, so... Um, We've said Gaga a little bit too much in this show, so yeah. I'm going to say it one more time for good measure. The Gaga at the end um, with Sami Zayn finally coming to his senses and turning on the bloodline, that is some hardcore storytelling, especially with Jey Uso uh, and the, the um, conflict that he has there. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything about this main event. The match, the aftermath, I uh, can't wait to see where it goes. It almost makes me believe that Cody Rhodes is going to fight Roman Reigns for one title and Sami Zayn is going to do something at Elimination Chamber to be a number one contender 
and fight Reigns for another title, and Roman Reigns will main event both nights and defend one title and defend another title. Maybe that's how you separate the titles. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going. For the first time in a long time, I'm excited about something going on at WWE, especially with the uh, World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I uh, I gave this match four and a half stars. I mean, like you said, mm. the match was great. The the aftermath was great. Uh, say they they handcuff Kevin Owens to the ropes and they give the chair to Sami Zayn and say, "Listen, this is what you've got to do to to become a part of the bloodline." Is is end Kevin Owens and instead he hits Roman Reigns. Uh, Jimmy Uso jumps on. Solo Sokoa jumps on. Jay Uso will not attack Sami Zayn. He walks out the ring, and they leave Sami and Kevin Owens uh, laying in wait uh, to for, for someone to to come and pick up the pieces. Michael, how'd you feel about this main event here at the Royal Rumble? Well, just to put in this real quick, I know we're kind of pressed on time, but that Hardy performance in the ring is the worst Hardy performance on pay per view since Victory Road 2011. Just, that's really funny. I knew that's where you were going with that. Right? <laughs> just just, just wanted to throw that out there since nobody else would admit. The bloodline, oh my gosh, this story, all the twists and turns we've been taking on the last nine months, all paid off there. And PJ, I love your idea of Cody versus Roman one night, Sammy versus Roman the next. I feel like this is worthy of a WrestleMania match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Uh, I don't know if I rate this match four and a half stars. Uh, Ryan, I don't know your criteria or critique. I know you're very detailed with it. Um, but if it includes the post-match, then I would definitely put it four and a half stars. Um, just the unique storytelling that Roman's doing at this stage of his career and how Sami helps with that. And Sami and Jay... The issues they had, and now Jay's conflicted and kind of turns his back on the bloodline right now. I don't know how long that stays, but, man, I am ready to watch SmackDown. I am ready to watch the next few weeks of programming before Elimination Chamber to see how all this shakes up. Yeah, I'm still debating whether or not I want to go to SmackDown because it is my, in my backyard of Greenville, South Carolina this got week. Got to. You got to. Yeah. Um, listen, we are up against it. Michael, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, if both of your podcasts, Out of Pocket and Drop the Mic. Yeah, so I am on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube for the Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast. We do a live viewing on Tuesday nights. We do Tobacco Red Sports Radio on Wednesday afternoons at Drop the Mic Wrestling. And then Out of Pocket, we talk football, we talk basketball, we talk wrestling as well at Alpocket underscore TRSR on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook. And Ryan, thank you. And PJ, thank you so much for letting me be on. It's been a pleasure. Always love talking wrestling. So if you want to hear me talk wrestling more, just go look those things up. Michael, yeah, thank it's you. Always, it's always good to have you on, man. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for being here once again. PJ, Steven, and I are going to take our last break. When we come back, we are going to preview and look forward to the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania before our part two of the season four finale. Stay tuned. We will be right back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. 
Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today. And make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina, is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9-star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the main event. Once again, special shout, shout out and thanks to Michael Davis for being in our Royal Rumble review. Uh, I'm trying to keep this a little more time time restraint uh, for for podcast purposes, um, and, and we're going to try to keep it keep it more on schedule coming in season five. Not to mention. Poor PJ's got to be up early in the morning, and I've got him late, late night recording this podcast. So a special thanks to my co-host, PJ Steven. Um, PJ, Rumble, uh, final thoughts. Any, any? What would you give the show rating as a whole? I know we didn't like the, the men's Rumble as much as the women's Rumble, but I think that the main event and the way that that played out was absolutely crucial to, to what we can expect. Any final thoughts on the Rumble before we move on to looking forward uh, into WrestleMania season? Not the best, not the worst. I give it three stars. Yep, I'll take it. I, I think I give the show three and a half stars. Um, I know again we'll disagree on the on the pitch black match and 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 so on and so forth. But yeah, three and a half stars is what I give the show. Um, we've got uh, one more show uh, in season four of the podcast. Next week's part two of the season four finale. PJ Steven and I are going to go through and kind of go down memory lane. And look at uh, the the shows that we reviewed, the the conversations that we had. Um, we're gonna we're gonna sort of pick out our favorite pay per view review that we did do. That'll re premiere before season five, so that you guys can re listen to it. Um, some of the the better the better happenings in pro wrestling, be it releases, resigns, whatever the case is. And we're gonna give our our best wrestlers of the year from each company, as well as an overall. Uh, wrestler slash superstar of the year next week. Um, and then we're going to sort of preview one, one final preview uh, into WrestleMania because uh, right now we're going to look at, there's only two matches listed for elimination chamber and there's no other wrestlers uh, deemed for them. The first match is an eliminate an elimination chamber match for the WWE United States championship. Austin theory will have to defend Seth Rollins just qualified beating Chad Gable on Monday night raw Johnny Gargano was able to beat Baron Corbin on Monday Night Raw to qualify, and Bronson Reed took out. Uh, it's 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 eluding me now. I can't remember who who it was that he beat on on Raw, but Bronson Reed would qualify. Two other wrestlers coming in for the United States Championship, and then, uh, as I mentioned in the previous segment, Rhea Ripley has challenged Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. So we're gonna have to. Ha- Find a number one contenders for the uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, the Elimination Chamber stands right now. Asuka, 
Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, and two other wrestlers to be determined. Uh, PJ, you mentioned earlier in the show that you thought there was a way that Sami Zayn was going to be able to find himself as a number one contender to, to make sure that Roman headlined both WrestleManias. Well, right now, the Elimination Chamber on the men's side is for a, is for a singles title. Um, we're, we're getting the women's women's one for the for the women's title at WrestleMania. Um, how do you see the potential for playing out for Sami Zayn if he were to be able to get a shot at one of those championships at WrestleMania? You know, I was thinking it was going to be an elimination match, elimination chamber match until uh, you mentioned the United States Championship match. I don't know. Maybe he has to he has to defeat Solo and maybe he has to defeat the Usos or something and Jay turns on him, gives him a super kick and then Sammy gets the win. I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer. There's um, a, there's a unique take that I saw online earlier this week that Jay Uso wants to have a one-on-one match with Jimmy Uso at a WrestleMania. Um, listen, we, the other, the other kind of theory was that, you were going to get Sammy and KO taking the tag titles off of the Usos Mm -hmm. uh, at WrestleMania. We may get Mm -hmm. that match at Elimination Chamber to get the titles off of the Usos to set up for that Jay versus Jimmy match at WrestleMania. Um, Do you see it playing out a different way? Maybe KO and, and maybe, maybe Jay comes to his senses and, and rejoins the bloodline and you get Jay and Jimmy versus KO and Sammy at WrestleMania instead. Well, I, de- I definitely that definitely did cross my mind as well. I could see that happen, and I'd be I'd be down for that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get more in depth into what could potentially be the WrestleMania card uh, on next week's show. Um, but I think the the burning question that we will once again pose next week is: Cody Rhodes, the man, to dethrone Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this year. I think you. I think you will. Uh, I think I would tend to agree. Um, based on the wrestlers that we have in the women's in the women's elimination chamber, I'm gonna pose this question to you. Uh, again, we're still missing two, but between Oscar, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez, um, would you take one of them to take on Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, or would you take someone who hasn't been announced yet? And who would that be? I'm throwing I mean, you I'm all the hard hitting questions when you're when you're it is when I, you're trying to go to bed because it's it's a late night. I'm hitting you no, with all the hard questions, the rib, which is good. I would say Raquel, man. Yeah, it seems like they've been pushing her really hard. Uh, that's what she said um, for <laughs> for quite some time now, and uh, it would make sense to sort of pull the trigger, even if it wasn't for the for the simple fact that like you don't want to take the title off of Bianca. You get two powerhouses and Raquel and Bianca going head to head. And even though Vince is no longer in charge of creative, um, why not go back to the well? Power versus power in Raquel and Bianca. Uh, PJ, I think we're gonna we're gonna end the show with that. Um, thank you for staying up with me. Special thanks for you uh sacrificing sleep to finish the show. Um, we've got one more show. And then we can sort of coast into season five. So once again, PJ, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on the show today. Dude, always, man. I never mind doing it. I'm super, super stoked to talk about, um, you know, our final 
uh, our final episode and talk about what we've done all through the year. I can't wait to get into it, man. We've covered so many great pay-per-views, so many great moments, so many great laughs that you and I have had, and I can't wait to get all about them. It's going to be really, really fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great show next week. We're actually even probably going to discuss what can what you can expect in Season 5, um, potentially doing some live podcasts. That will stream on both YouTube and and maybe a Twitch channel. Definitely on YouTube and Facebook. Facebook. That that's going to be something we're going to talk about next week. Um, but as far as this week's show, hopefully enjoy the Royal Rumble preview or Royal Rumble review show. We did the preview show last week. We've already had the Royal Rumble. Stay tuned tomorrow. We will have an all new football episode. Banker Bill and I are breaking down the AFC and NFC championship games, as well as looking forward to the new Pro Bowl games that they are unveiling. Uh, this weekend um, and then next week once again the season four finale for our wrestling shows so we can take a few weeks break uh, leading into Wrestlemania and then a big game preview uh, in the NFL championship with uh, Banker Bill and I uh, doing another football episode next week thank you all for joining us this week thanks for staking along with us for PJ Steven for Michael Davis, it's your guy, Bully Rye, for Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Once again, thanks for joining us this week, and I'll be around.